Shalom to everyone. We are approaching Parshas Vayigash. In Parshas Vayigash, we know that the beginning of the Parsha deals with Yehuda takes responsibility for what is happening after their little son now, Binyamin, which their father Yaakov Avinu did not want to let go back to Mitzrayim. And Yosef planned the whole scheme and he hid the the Gavia Kesef in his bag and now he has to stay with him. Now Yehuda takes responsibility and starts speaking harshly towards Yosef and says and said to him, I took responsibility for him, our father's life is at stake, his nefesh is Kashu and his nefesh and if he knows that Binyamin goes then he's going to be, he, his, it's going to jeopardize his his life. I'm not allowing you to, to take him. And it's only at that point when Yosef decides, that's it, I'm coming clean and telling them who I am. And it says that he couldn't hold it in anymore. And he cried and then he came back to them and said, this after Yehuda said what he said, when he saw how much he was fighting over Binyamin, so that he can go home to Yaakov, to the father, Yosef says, Vayomer Yosef elechav, Ani Yosef, I am Yosef. Tell me, is my father still alive? Ha'od avichai? And the brothers were scared of that. And it says they couldn't, they were dumbstruck, they couldn't even answer him back. V'lo yachlu echav la'anot oto, to answer him back, because they were very scared of him. And then Yosef says, Don't worry, come to me. He shows them his brismila. Don't worry, I am Yosef, etc., etc. Now, there's a very famous Midrash on this, Midrash Rabbah, that says, Abba Kohen Bardala says, Oi lanu miyomadin. This is like the judgment day. Oi lanu miyomadin. Oh, for or for us, we're going to be in big shtoch, as they say from Yom Adin. Oh, we're going to be in big shtoch. Oy lanu miyom hatochecha from the day that there's going to be rebuke on us. And he comp- he says we see this also from this pasuk. Yosef was the smallest of the shvatim. Yosef ktanan shel shvatim haya, and even and afal pichen, despite that fact. The brothers were so scared to answer back. They couldn't answer back to his rebuke. Meaning he understands that in these words that Yosef said to them, Is my father still alive? Ani Yosef, am Yosef, is my father still alive? That was a rebuke. And he says, if even the brothers, compared to Yosef's words, couldn't answer back, what are we going to do in Yom Adin? So, I have several questions I want to answer with this Yesoid that's going to come out, Beza Hashem. Question number one. On the Pasuk, let's start with the Pasuk. What exactly is Yosef asking them, I'm Yosef, is my father still alive? If you look in the story, it's pr- and what Yehuda is saying to Yosef, it's pretty clear that the father is still alive. The Yaakov Avinu is alive. In fact, that is what Yehuda was talking about. We're very worried of our father now, that he's not going to stay alive if you don't give me Binyamin back. So, what kind of a question is that? That's question number one. Question number two on the Pasuk, 
Why didn't they answer? The, the brothers never answered back. Even at the beginning, okay, I understand they were sh- shocked that it's Yosef, their brother, they haven't seen for 22 years. That's all good and nice. But at the end of the day, why didn't they answer him back? Yeah, I, our father is still alive. That's question number two. Now, we'll add some more questions from the, mid- from the Midrash I just read you, or translated to you. What exactly rebuke is there in the words that Yosef said to him? I'm Yosef, is my father still alive? That's a rebuke? And in general, what are we talking about? What's the idea that this is compared to Judgment Day? And what's, gonna, what, what, what's going on over... What, and there's more questions, but I, I don't want to... For the Tzibu, I don't want to pile up too many questions. Because at the end of the day, once we get the idea clear, it's going to wipe away all these questions. Of course, you probably know this already, I'm going to go to the Beis Levi on this one. The Beis Levi, and that's because after these Parshias, there's no more Beis Levi on the toilet. The Beis Levi says, over here, a very nice Yisoyed. He wants to teach us that the best way to give rebuke, to affect someone on something that he did not so well, or and you want to make him a better person, this is true also about kids, or any, any person, is not to tell them, you did wrong, look what you did, that's, not, that's wrong. Because a person is very close to himself, it's hard for him to think of himself, his nagua badavar it's called, he can't judge himself, but once, so what is the way the Bisalevi says one should do that? One should talk about a different case, or a different person, look what he did, and once it disconnects from your act, then you realize, whoa, when I'm totally neutral about it, and not biased, then I realize that was wrong. And then you apply it to your case, and there's a chance you'll indeed see that something was wrong. Now, According to this idea, says the Bisalevi, that is what's going on over here. Let's not forget, 22 years ago, the brothers sold Yosef. At that point, what happened to the Cheshban of worrying about the father, Yaakov Avinu? Weren't you scared? You know how close he was to Yosef. Weren't you scared for his life when you made the decision to sell him to the Ishmaelim? Weren't you scared of that? So that's exactly what Yosef is saying to Yehuda. Oh, Yehuda, now you're trying to get Binyamin back because you're so scared of our father, Yaakov Avinu's life. Really? So, so says to them Yosef, in a rhetorical way, which is acting as a rebuke, a tochacha, wait a second, you think what you're saying right now is Emes? That's the reason you want Binyamin? Because you're scared for our father's life, for Yaakov Avinu's life, your father's life? Really, what happened 22 years ago? 22 years ago, is my father still alive? Oh, he is alive, even though you did the same thing 22 years ago. You sold me. And you didn't let my father, my father thought I was dead. That didn't stop you from doing that act. You see, just like over there it didn't stop you, how come over here it did? That was the Tukhacha, your own Maisi, Yehuda, you and your brothers. Your own act that you did 22 years ago, you proved that you don't care about your father's life. How could you do that? And indeed, my father's still alive. That's why it was a rhetorical remark. Is my father still alive? Oh, so don't tell me that what you're doing now and you're fighting to get Binyam back is for my father. I saw what happened with my father. You didn't care about him 22 years ago. By that, he's giving a tochacha, a rebuke, that you did the wrong thing back then. See, 
look, now you understand how it can affect our father's life. And that's why when he said, is my father still alive? I'm Yosef, the same Yosef you saw 22 years ago. Is my father still alive? With that, we can also answer the other questions. They didn't need to answer him back because they realized what he was saying and they took it and they understood that it was a rebuke against them and they realized they did something wrong. That's why they didn't have to answer back because they realized it was a rhetorical remark which is just coming to rebuke them. More than that, what is the idea behind this that this is like going to be like the judgment day? And rebuke and judgment day, what's going on? And it's mamash... If you look in the Midrash inside, you'll see the words that are screaming this idea out. Because everyone's going to be judged based on themselves. What does that mean? It means that our own acts in this world are going to be the rebuke, the tochacha for us in judgment day. Meaning, if a person has asked, So why didn't you wake up for Minyan? Why didn't you wake up early to Davin? And he'll say, yeah, because it was so hard for me, I was so tired. Then HaKadosh who can answer back, wait a second, you weren't tired to get up to, to, to play basketball with your friends that one time. You proved to me that you, if you really want to, you could wake up early. Now, of course, it's not a fair comparison in this specific case I'm giving. We have to be fair here, because to wake up one time in order to go to a camping trip, as opposed to every day to Daven, is not the same thing. But the idea over here is that, yeah, we're obviously HaKadosh Baruch Hu Dan Din Emes is going to compare exactly what our own Maisim were for physical benefits, for Gashmi's benefits, for our, our body, and he's going to compare, did we do at least the same effort when it, came, when it comes to spirituality? And that's exactly, it reminds me of a Gemara Voidazala that says exactly this idea, that the mitzvahs will be coming and screaming for our own they're going to say, yeah, they did do mitzvahs. The mitzvah is going to be speaking for ourselves, just like the Averas will be speaking. Now, when it says speaking for ourselves, it also means that, ah, for an Avera, you were willing to do that, but f- to wake up early, but for a mitzvah, you weren't, etc., etc. Mimele, I think pretty much all the questions we raised here are answered by this idea being brought down by the Beis Alevi. But just to strengthen this idea, I'll bring two cases from from the Novi that we see this idea as well we know that uh, when Natana Navi Nosana Navi came to rebuke David on the fact that he kind of tried to steal let's call it the wife of Uriah Uriah Chiti which that's a whole long story but he kind of sent him to war because he wanted him to die so that he can marry his wife and as we know, David Melech already had several wives. So Natan Navi came up to me, to him, and how was he mochiachim, rebuking him? He didn't say what you did was wrong. It was so wrong. How did you do that? The guy only has one wife and you're stealing his wife away? How can you do that? Now, of course, on his level, David wasn't, on his level it wasn't right, but he wasn't really choyte because it was done in a way that was a get, because he, because Uriachiti gave a get on a t'nai, Anyways, all that is explained in the Gemara. We won't get into that. The idea is, on his level, there was something not 100%. And Nosan Onovi came to David Melech, and how did he tell him that? He told him a totally different story. He said, you know, once upon a time, there was a rich man. He had many sheep. He invited a poor person to eat at his house. That poor person only had one 
small sheep. And what did he feed him? He shechted, he slaughtered that small sheep, and that's what he gave him to eat. David Amelech heard the story. He was very upset. He said, that rich person's a dead man. Those was, were his words. And then Natan Navi says, yeah, you know who that is? That's you. You did the same thing. And David Amelech straight away accepted that and he said, Nachon, you're right, Chatati. But you see the same idea. The first we say another, we're not talking about his act right now. We're talking about a different act. And you'll see that this works all the time with kids because the second you try to rebuke them on what they just did, they automatically close their ears for obvious reasons. Another case is brought down is brought down in Eliyahu Zuta. It's brought down over there, the Eliyahu Navi, in Tarek Yudalit. It's brought down there, the Eliyahu Navi says the following story. One time I was walking from one place to another place, and I bumped to a person that he didn't learn not Chumash, not Mishnah, and he was always joking around against me. So I told him, my son, what are you going to answer to Avinu Shem Bashamayim? What in Yom Adin, when you go upstairs to Elam So he said, oh, Rebbe, don't worry, I have a lot of answers. The main answer I have is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't give me Binavadas, he didn't give me Chokhmah, wisdom, to be able to learn. So I said to him, says Eliyahu Navi, really, what, in what, what, what's your profession? So he said, I, I catch fish. So he, so he says, who taught you how to catch fish? So he said, oh, for that I have wisdom. He goes, really, and who gave you wisdom to figure out how to build the nets that you create and to throw them to the water at the right time, etc., etc.? If you have enough smarts and skills to do that, of Kavachom, you should have to learn Torah on a certain level, because it says on Torah, it's very close to your heart. Kikarov elecha davar me'od. It's very easy and close for you to be able to do. Kikarov elecha davar me'od. Beficha uvilvavacha lasoto. At that moment, he started crying, and he bemet he was chozer b'tshuva. But again, you see that the reason, the way that Eliyahu Navi gave him rebuke was a way that spoke to him and uh, was able to be mekal of him and being bringing him back to Tshuva and get closer to HaKadosh Bochu. I just want to end up with a story which I actually had planned to say last week but at the end we, I spoke about Hanukkah and not about the Parshas of Shavua but nonetheless I think I, connect it, I can connect it to this idea. We're discussing how important it is the acts and the mitzvahs that we do in this world that our other acts can, relatively speaking, mess it up for us. Because if for other things we're willing to do, I'll put a lot of effort in, then we should at least do the same for spiritual and mitzvahs and Torah, etc. The same goes with how we use all the kalim, the tools that Kodesh Baruch gave us, which is, be it our, whatever it is, everyone will do their own shikul uh, das, their own cheshpan. But I'll end up with this mashal of a story. I think it's a beautiful story. This time it's not true. You'll see why. Once upon a time, there was a family that financially they, were, they, didn't, they weren't so stable. And they got to a point where the father had to leave the family for a good couple of months to, to make some money. So he heard of this place that has a lot of diamonds. And he can easily get diamonds there. So he took a ship and he got to this place. He sees lots of diamonds. 
quickly he grabs all the diamonds, puts them in big bags, puts them in his pockets, and says, you know what, I already did so much work over here, I got so many diamonds, we'll be fine now, I'm just going to allow myself to go to this restaurant to eat something. So he goes to the res restaurant and he starts eating a lot, steaks and chicken, etc., etc., beer. Then he goes to pay, and they say to him, excuse me, he says, how much is it? So he is about to pay in diamonds. And they said to him, how can you pay in diamonds? What do you mean? Of course, we can go out over here and say, and give diamonds. There's diamonds all over the place. We need chicken fat. He goes, what? Chicken fat? And they say, yeah, chicken fat. And they saw he didn't have any, so they said, I'm sorry, you're going to have to work here for a good couple of months to make up with the, the money you wasted. And so he does. For two months, he w works there. And then he realized that he needs to gain a lot of chicken fat over here in order to, 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 to pay for things. And he sees chicken fat is, is worth something. So he works and works and works and he gets a lot of chicken fat. And now it's time to go back home. So he goes back home on the ship. All the family is waiting for him at the, at the deck over there on the other side, at the dock. And then suddenly there's a stench from far. No one can believe what's going on. As he gets off the boat, everyone's looking to see where's all the diamonds that he was supposed to bring. And they ask him, where are the diamonds? He says, diamonds? What do you mean diamonds? Diamonds aren't anything. I got you uh, chicken fat. They go, that's the smell, the chicken fat. Get it out of here. Didn't you have any diamonds? He checks in his pockets. He sees he only has like two, three diamonds left from the original time when he got all those diamonds. That's a story. What's, that's the mashal. What's the nimshal? What do we learn from here? Be'ez HaShem, Ad we're all going to go to Olam HaEmes. And we have to ensure that even though in this world we can mistakenly invest our time and effort in things that actually don't have a good smell in the judgment day, they're not going to help us. Quite the opposite. There's something, things that our Kodesh doesn't like. We have to ensure that we invest in the right things. And even though it seems like we have so many opportunities to do mitzvahs, but we have to, take a, we have to ensure to do them. And with that, Yiratzon, that we'll use our times and our tool, tools that Akadosh Baruch gave us in a smart fashion to be able to get to Olam Haba with my theme that will testify for us in a good way and not uh, rebuke us. Good job. Sorry for the extra length this year, but because I didn't give one for already two weeks, I think, so you can divide it by two. Call to a good job.